Hey guys, what you are about to hear today is a podcast that was recorded for an old radio show slash podcast of mine called Jump Cut slash Jump Cuts Adjacent. This was recorded back in college before Bomb Squad ever became a thing for us. Uh, it has my good friend Josh Campbell and current member of the Bomb Squad, Ethan Hawker. We've uh, only released this once. And it never really gained any traction, so we're re-releasing it now under the Bomb Squad name, and we're really hoping you enjoy it. This is super proto-Bomb Squad, easily the earliest thing, uh, recording-wise, that we've released under the channel. But I really hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, on with the show. Let me tell you of the days of high... My balls itch. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome back to the Adjacent uh, Jump Cuts podcast. I'm Tanner Kraft, um, and with me I have... Josh, Josh, Josh Campbell. <laughs> and... Ethan Hawker. Ethan Hawker's here. Uh, and what movie did we watch? We, we watched, watched an Italian Beyond. soap opera called The Beyond. It, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. What'd you think about it, Tanner? It's fine. Uh, it had good production values. I thought the performance. Hey, was we're not going to get into the descriptions of what happened first. We're going to start with some I'm background. Not. Tanner's going to wait. No, Ethan's going to lead the conversation on this one because Ethan liked this movie quite a bit because he likes sexist directors. Correct. I uh, love. I mean, that's just all directors. Lucio that's Fulci like, is not a great man. Yeah, Lucio Fulci is not a great man, but a good artist. Did we say the name of the movie? Um, the the film is The Beyond or um, Il Beyondo. Aldila Nivore Terore. La Via Strangriato. Correct. But um, it's basically like Into the Beyond, or You Will Know Terror, The Beyond. It's a, it's a nice title. Um, it's also called Seven Doors of Death in um, when it was originally released in English, in a heavily edited form. And it's the second in Lucio Fulci's um, Gates of Hell trilogy. The uh, first one, House what makes it a trilogy? by the Cemetery? No, the first one is... Um, City of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, third one is House by the Cemetery. Um, nice. The Beyond is generally considered the best of the three, though the I other two they, are still pretty good. Th- yeah, people like House by the Cemetery, don't they? House by the Cemetery. Like, I think House by the Cemetery is generally the least regarded of them. Really? Yeah. Does it have eyeball deaths? Oh, of course. Then I still want to see it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's still good. Um, I don't like eyeball stuff. Tanner, why don't you sit on the corner and then you'd be closer? Uh, and then we could touch you. Hopefully, my phone charger can reach that far. No, no, no it's fine. It's fine. No, it's a ten foot cord. I'd oh, hate for so you not to be able to use your phone in the middle of our podcast. I'm gonna use it to look stuff up. I'm gonna touch Tanner's leg right now. Let's see what he says. And also, I have a few notes. And by that, I mean I have one. I don't have any notes. Okay, so the Beyond is very much in the vein of um, a lot of. Italian horror films, Italian horror fair of the time. Um, it's capitalizing on the zombie trend that um, Fulci would have sort of started along with George Romero um, when he when Fulci directed Zombie Two, um, and that started sort of kicked off the larger trend of cheapo zombie films. Um, and it's sort of in that genre. Um, the problem is uh, the Beyond is probably the most zombie of the the gates of hell trilogy largely because it it was because of editorial mandate originally there was only supposed to be one dead person which was going to be the um uh schweiss um uh, the uh artist from the opening oh okay 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe it's um, I believe the character's Schweik? name. Schweik? 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 So Schweik? Or wait, it's, like, it's something kind of sort of ridiculous. Did the producers force them to make more zombie? Um, yes, the producers insisted on having um, more zombies so they could market Remember that thing you did with that movie called dead. Zombie? There's yeah. a bunch of dead corpses that are walking around that are pretty integral to the plot, like you several know, of them. Was this part of the video nasty type of dealios that was going on in England during um, the 80s? It was, it was one of the ones that was categorized as a video nasty, but it wasn't outright banned, okay. um, which is weird because— all right, so for some frame of reference, basically um, there was yeah, a I have sen- no idea what video nasty is. It's uh, interesting. We'll talk about it. Um, Loosely speaking, Josh can probably speak more to the specifics of it, but the video nasties were um, there was a British board of censorship that would either cut films, um, horror films in particular, um, or they would just outright ban them in uh, Britain. Like, for instance, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was classified as a video nasty, and you could only really watch it at like there were a few places that would show it in theatrically, kind of like a grindhouse type of dealio over in the states. Yeah, like a grindhouse theater or like peep show um, theater that would usually show like adult peep films. Show, and it was also stuff like uh, Cannibal Holocaust, yeah. um, the Toxic Avenger, real low budget, like you know Z rate horror films that were just obscenely violent. Yeah, but the thing is, like, also Blood Feast was a video nasty. <laughs> Blood, so, Feast. Blood Feast sucks. Blood, yeah, Blood Feast is not a great movie, but Blood Feast is nowhere like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is nowhere near as close. Well, yeah, to, there's like no gore. Yeah, like I think that um, there's a story behind that where basically the guy who um, wanted to cut it, he watched through the whole thing like multiple times and he was like, he just couldn't find anything to cut. It's just that the atmosphere is so oppressive. So he yeah. was like, ah, screw it. And just banned it outright. God, it's um, such a good movie. So we should do, do, we should do one of those on the, on Texas Chainsaw. That did movie he like the movie? changed me. I, I don't think, I don't think he did. Cause he banned it. They were pretty, pre- it was kind of like, you Maybe know, the, he banned it cause he had to, do you know the explicit music board in like the late eighties in the U S where like Tipper Gore was like, we can't have this profane stuff. That's kind of like what the video nasty oh, stuff but was. Then all it did was boost album sales. Yeah. Yeah, like kids really wanted to go see this like crazy explicit shit because like I want to see someone get impaled in the jungle. That sounds dope. And yeah. I agree. Yeah, and the video nasties, some of them were just banned on video as well. Like hence the term video nasties. The yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't actually outright banned on video, I don't believe. Um, but like Driller Killer was. Driller Killer is a terrible movie, by the way. Lucio Fulci is very much like getting into the director and his his oeuvre, his body of work. Oeuvre? Yeah. yeah. Eli Roth? Yeah. His um, Eli Rule? So I love Lucio Fulci Inferno. is best known for making like the children's it. films uh, in the White Fang series uh, based on the classic novels by, no, he's best known for horror films. <laughs> so um, I thought you were about to blow my mind by telling me he started off making he did make kids children, films. He did make children's films initially. And did he even, make the Red Actually, he made, he made children's films after he made Giallo's. Like, he made the White Fang movies. Those are ostensibly children's adventure films. And he made those after he made Don't Torture a Duckling, which you know is considered good. I of, like directors with range. It's, it's considered one of the earliest giallos, and Don't, don't Torture a Duckling. Like in the 60s? Really was he active in the 60s? He was active in the 60s, and I think in the late 50s. Really? Did Zombie yeah, yeah. He was, he was not, active uh, before Argento. Didn't his uh, first zombie movie come out in the 60s? No. His no, Zombie, zombie was 79, wasn't it? Yeah, 79. Yeah. I have no idea when this guy was alive. Have you seen Zombie? Yes, I have. Uh, I was talking to Ethan the other day about whether or not Sallow or Zombie is a better movie. Sallow's a great movie. It is. I can't watch it again. No, zombie. it's very oppressive, but yeah, it's a better movie than that. Mm. You're talking about Sallow versus I, a like zombie. Film. Zombie Two is not a perfect movie by any means, but again, it's one of those movies where the atmosphere and the soundtrack really get to me. Like a lot of uh, the Fulci films, um, Sallow is well made. You just like Fabio Fizzy. I don't. I do like Fabio Fritzi. 
Just like those Italian boys. Hey, it's me, Mario. Hey, he's a big Italian boy. Yeah. Ooh, give me the I'm boy. I'm sorry, yeah. Rain Conversi. So basically, is um, he Lucio yeah. Fulci is I sort of him. in that tradition of Mario Bava, uh, Mario Bava especially. Mario! Um, of making these absolutely, like, really pretty films. He makes a lot of... Um, same as Argento, like same as Argento, he makes a lot of very, very pretty movies on very low budgets um, <coughs> that are horror. But the, the difference between him, um, between Fulci as opposed to Argento and Bava, um, is Fulci was usually even lower, like lower budget. But he's not he's not classified in that range of like just bad, like shitty Italian um, horror directors like um, Claudio Fragasso or Bruno Mattei. Uh, Kind of in the middle, where he doesn't have that, like, art house appeal of Suspiria or anything. Yeah, Fulci, the problem, and that can largely be characterized by Fulci's uh, willingness to linger on violence. Um, Argento and Bava, what they would do is, um, it's commonly described, the way it's cut, it's like the camera is almost flinching from the violence. Like a Lubitsch touch, where it's, like, kind of up to you, but you... Yeah, or, really or like, to it. or it's very briefly shown, like okay. you, like you only see a snippet of it. Whereas, um, Fulci very much revels in pain. I love it. Um, I love those it, eyeballs. That's yeah. the best part of his movie. Yeah, he's very good at suspense. Um, very uncomfortable too, the way he lingers on it. Yeah, he's he's he does really good stuff with the long shot, and mm -hmm. it's clear that part of that is um, working within his means because it's like we put we spent all this money to do an effects shot so we're going to show the effects yeah. shot but i feel like he, there's an awareness to it like at this point at the point where he really started working in giallo and horror he'd worked in film long enough that he had an idea of how he wanted to go about things um and so like he's probably the most <clears throat> extreme of the of the classic horror icons i'd say and his his films are often beautiful but unlike say bavas or argentos they don't really revel in saturated colors like those do his films like they do a lot of stuff with contrast and lighting but they're generally more muted um and yeah, beyond this one's of, a lot this one's more colorful than like zombies zombies pretty like bland. beige yeah it's very like muted Called colors bland. like you were saying like I like zombie but I wish it was more colorful Tanner doesn't like Lucio Fulci I liked the movie Tanner didn't like this movie. He was tired. I liked the movie. He had low blood sugar. No, no, I would Ethan, say, back me up. Yeah, no, Tanner seems to like the movie. Um, I, I do agree with the point on zombie. Um, it's, I think it's very, it is very attractive, especially the nighttime sequences and the stuff with when you see fire, but the daytime sequences are pretty conventionally shot, especially compared to Beyond or, um, or really any of the, the um, Gates of Hell trilogy. No, I'm going to say it. I like this more than zombie. I, I think that's fair. Like, I think zombie zombie is a film like the Beyond. Zombie's too straightforward. The Beyond at least kept me confused the whole time. Zombie Two is uh, is interesting in that it was the first marriage of the conventional zombie of the of the traditional Haitian zombie film like White Zombie and I Walked with a Zombie that like um, you saw in the '30s and uh, the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead style, which is why I think it's a pretty interesting curio. Also, I just think the effects work is a little bit better than, like, um, Dawn of the Dead. Like, just because the, uh, there aren't as many, they can put a lot more polish on the uh, effects and, like, Maggot Eye Zombie, um, which is actually what it's called. Uh, the Maggot Eye Zombie in Zombie 2 just looks great. Uh, there's a lot of really good effects work and makeup work in that film. Um, I like it when they eat the shower girl, when they're just, like, munching on her innards, and you see it. Yeah. Do you see that? 
Yeah, they go into the house whenever the, he's like, I have to check on my wife, who I don't really like and beat. What's up with the Lugosi thing? And they're like, thing? They're, you see them just yeah, like munching. Yeah, he doesn't sound like Lugosi. Like Why'd you do a Lugosi thing? The boat can leave now. Like, I want to punch my man. wife. He's got a very deep, like, I want to voice. beat up my wife. Like, we're not talking about I walk Women are zombie. stupid. I want to beat up my wife. And then he goes into her house, and then they, like, grab a spear off the wall, and they have to fight him off. Yeah, they're What in, movie uh, are you talking about? In Zombie. In Zombie 2. This happens. Yeah, like, do you I feel like I've seen Zombie 2. No, it's just called Zombie in the West, but it's called Zombie 2 because it's supposed to be a sequel to um, I get that. Romero, I'm saying right? I haven't Thought seen it. What? Didn't you say you saw it? Because you I'm said you like so this confused. more than Zombie 2. You know what? I'm so confused right now. No, I said I like this more than Zombie. Zombie and Zombie 2 are the same movie. It's all, it, Zombie is what it was called. Oh, it's the Italian title, Zombie 2. You confused because, me. I'm yeah, sorry. Because in, in, sorry. in Italy, Zombie, um, ju- the film that's just called Zombie, is Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, so this is like I forgot about Dawn that. Of the That's Dead. That's why I got so confused. I yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I think yeah. we did call it zombie. Yeah, I guess I, I usually like to use the distinction of calling it zombie flesh eaters. I try and was... call it zombie too, just because zombie is kind of a generic title. But um, I, I I'm like also the zombie flesh eater subtitle personally. That's just always been my why thing. But they I, make him make a sequel to a movie that it's wasn't not because it, it was, Italian. It wasn't even a sequel. Like it was never even conceived as a sequel. It was purely a marketing thing. Yeah. Um. It was really his own original deal. It's like how um, like it took some inspiration from Dawn, but like yeah, the first city. Rambo movies called First Blood, and then the second Rambo movies called Rambo First Blood Part Two. And yeah. Please And then Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then he's on an elephant in the sequel. And it's like it's not called Elephants of the Lost Ark. You know what? But I digress. They're calling the new one Last Blood. But I digress. But um, again, you see a lot of that. <laughs> I'm not editing too. this. <laughs> We're just riding this out. I love Good. the zombie two effects stuff. Um, you've very much seen the Beyond. Um, I would say Beyond is more of an effect showcase, certainly than even Zombie yeah, Two. It's very atmospheric. Um, yeah, and the, and the cinematography in uh, the Beyond. I feel like a lot of that comes from it being shot in in buildings, like so. It's a lot easier to frame and um, yeah. do uh, staging and block things out. Like for the same reason, I think like Suspiria is a gorgeous film, largely, and I think basically exclusively because it's shot indoors so mm-hmm. they were able to use sound stages to a lot of control effect. over all yeah. the uh, lighting and the look yeah as opposed to like um uh uh deep red which is another argento film which is not nearly like it's a it's occasionally very very beautiful and it has some great sequences but it's not a great movie it's yeah. not a great murder mystery it's pretty weak sauce frankly i i i'm, I'm sure i'm gonna make some people mad by saying that because i'm not the biggest deep red guy it's it's a fine enough movie I think I was just disappointed because I had really high expectations going into it. But like, as opposed, like, especially comparing to it to Suspiria, which is just gorgeous, gorgeous movie. But um, I digress. I, I do. Digress. Where are you getting to your hot? We're take? Talking about the Beyond. Because oh, the Beyond. Um, the Get Beyond to your hot take is this. We're not uh, doing hot takes. We still got to talk about that. What happened in the damn movie? So the Beyond. Why is do we have to do that? Informed by um Lovecraftian mythos. Um the uh, the Book of Aden. Seriously, why do we have to describe it, though? Well, we're just going to go over, like, a very brief summary. We're not going to do yeah. a long-form okay, summary. Okay, is it, like like, it going to be different than Angel's Egg, where the, it's an hour-and-a-half podcast? Well, I mean, because that was, like— Describing the movie? Well, a big part of that is dissecting. You, you kind of have to dissect it scene by scene and then as a whole, because I feel like— That's independently. fair. Like the Beyond, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, the Beyond is sort of—I don't know. The Beyond, Beyond is so very fucking scene. loose. I don't think it fucking matters. Like, the plot— 
Uh, it's by, very difficult to follow. By Fulci's own admission, the, um, the, he, when they uh, started shooting, they didn't have a script. They had a three-page treatment. That's so stupid. <laughs> genius. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who oh, are you, Wong Kar Wai? Oh, I'm, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Uh, I mean, it worked, that, but... Well, I mean, it worked, but it works for a lot of people. Like, um, to be fair, I, it completely invalidates my argument that I think Scanners is bad because it, they wrote it as they were going along. Because I guess scanners is just bad. Yeah, that's that explosion's good though. Yeah, Scan- scanners scanners isn't awful. It's just that the main the main character God, is a very very bad sucks. actors. Video drum is far better. Taking away over there, aren't you? Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, Video drum is good because it's charismatic. It itched. Because the lead is actually charismatic. All right, we're talking about every horror movie, but The Beyond. Um, yeah, I will have to edit this. Ugh. I feel like The Beyond yeah. has a lot of context to it, though. Like the zombie be- stuff is important to talk about. I feel like. Yeah, like I feel like the zombie stuff was kind of tacked on, frankly. I mean, even but like beyond knowing that it's tacked on. Um, oh, you mean in the movie? Yeah, in the context. yeah, it's absolutely tacked on. When all the zombies show up at the end, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, like even at the end though, like it was not supposed to be more than one. It was just supposed to be. You can justify the other ones, like the plumber and stuff. I what feel would... like it would have been more scary if it was just the one. Well, then how would you describe this movie in like a brief sentence? Because I don't, I don't really know how to go unless we're going into the plot of like people what... die. Like, it's what based... is it about? Is it a cursed house? It is a cursed painter? What? It's the gates so to hell. The, the plot of the house is basically, it's sort of, um, like, it starts off in a flashback in the 1920s, and the book, it's the Book of Aiden, or Aiden, um, which is, it's something, it's a Cthulhu mythos thing. It's not from Lovecraft, Lovecraft it's from a friend of Lovecraft who wrote, who wrote it into a, a short story. A friend of a friend. Yeah, I mean, so you can enjoy his short fiction a bit better, because he's oh. an awful racist. There you um, go. Kind of repentant. I don't of you. like the Call of Cthulhu. Kind of sort of story. We're not talking about Cthulhu. It was yeah, bad. it is a lot like Cthulhu though. They're in Louisiana. And they yeah, it's very. Um, They're in Louisiana. No, no, yeah. it does have sort of a, a Lovecraftian vibe to it, but more of the pulpy Lovecraft stuff. Like there's a um, like it's not quite Reanimator or like, like Herbert Gordon Reanimator if you want to be. Well, I think that's. Reanimator. Shut the fuck Lo- up. Lovecraftian stuff just feels way more epic than what the Beyond is. Well, I mean, again, like Lovecraft is more than like more than just the Cthulhu material. Yeah, more than but just, that's what I care about. Like, it's this is more in the vein of Reanimator, um, but with Shay or like Dreams in the Witch House, not like Dagon or something. Up like until that. two years ago, I thought H.R. Geiger and H.P. Lovecraft was the same person. I can believe that you're pretty dumb. So <laughs> they have very similar names. <laughs> not really. They both start with H. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Fuck. And they both do like this. Geiger, grand, I hardly even know. They her. both do grand sci-fi stuff. Yeah, but H.R. Giger wasn't super racist. Is Geiger did, alive? Did he even write anything? He, he just drew stuff. Also, his name's Giger. When did Giger die? Uh, he died a, like a not too long ago. Yeah. I think it was 2010. Because people were, I remember people were talking I like about art. You yeah, like he was big an artist. Penis? There, he did a penis? painting called Behemoth, which is just a cat face. It's just the face, like a cute cat face with big wide eyes. It's adorable. So the Beyond. I, I mean, I'm sure it's like a vagina thing. So the Josh, film you're starts. Have to edit so much stuff out. The film starts. We're in Louisiana swamp. We have an angry mob of people going through the swamp to get to a hotel. Yeah, to kill this. Um, and then they the, chain with a guy to death. Satanic uh, yeah. artist. Yeah, this uh, EU evil warlock uh, name. I believe it. I keep wanting to say it's Schweiss. Um, I'll pull it up. Hold on. He's a that pe- guy killed me. Um. He's a, I thought the opening was kind of funny until the whipping started. I loved it. I thought the whipping was hot. Like the um the way the nighttime sequences are are photographed really well, um, and they really show off the use of contrast. I wish I the only thing I wish is that it had been done in conventional black and white instead of sepia. 
I like the Subia. I thought it was like a I you know a storybook. Mm. I I like Why? it, but I feel like maybe the remaster put ugly. It, I feel like maybe the remaster uh, put a bit too much yellow into it. Black or and white would have added some more dynamic stuff to it. Nope. Um, well, you're wrong. Nope. This is the type of good discussion you can expect on the adjacent podcast. <laughs> well, again, I just don't. I, I like the movie fine. Schweik. Uh, the character's name is Schweik. My apologies. Schweik. Um, I know. I, They're all Italian names. Schweik is not an Italian name. Uh, this was produced by Germans, by the way, um, and shot in America. This was actually shot in New Orleans. Um, and on oh, Italian so that's why it looks authentic. Because it is. It was also shot on uh, sound stages um, in Italy for the effect sequences. You but, telling uh, me they didn't go to New Orleans for the hell sequence? Um, Spoilers, I guess. But yes, so, um, the painter Zweig, um is uh, ki- uh, murdered violently by these these people who claim claim that he's a warlock, while Schweik claims that he's the only thing keeping them safe. That's what he was bed. saying. Yeah, like I'm the only thing standing in the way of. Um, I believe it. This. Is that what his painting really was for? So? Um, it wasn't just the painting. It was also the Book of Aiden, which is like, again, it's like a Cthulhu mythos thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, So what they do is they take him to the basement of the uh, the hotel he's staying at, the Seven Doors Hotel, hence the um, American title, English title, Seven Doors of Death. Um, Screw that title. Beyond is way better. Um, I, I don't hate Seven Doors of Death as a title. I prefer the Beyond. I mean, you know, is good. It's beyond makes you like be like, whoa. It's no Cleopatra, queen of sex, but I mean, it's pretty good. They call me the king of sex. Um, I think it's called. I think in German, it's just called like the ghost town of zombies. Like it's just very. That's what this is called. (laughs) German titles are always so literal. You know that in the ghost town of zombie. In um, that sounded more Spanish than the ghost town. In Germany, the Captain America movies are just called the first Avenger. So the second movie is called the first Avenger. Winter Soldier, and then the third movie's called The First Avengers Civil War. I'm into it. I dig. I don't know how I managed to force Marvel movies into this discussion, but I pulled it we, off. Don't worry, Tanner. We'll get to those later. So, Oh, you're really going to make me upset. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so You're going to say something about Spider-Man 2. No. So... Uh, they um, crucify Schweig, and it's actually a really cool effect where they figured out how to move his arms hammer through his uh yeah because um, they they threaded his arms through the wall so that his hands would come out the end so he could actually like writhe oh while yeah the dummy arms would shake um and they filled them with blood it's yeah that was dope i loved it it's very uncomfortable when yeah. they they hammer through the skin it's like ooh. yeah i yeah. kind of looked away there are a bunch of parts of this movie where i didn't feel comfortable watching it's good it's weird because i've seen all the saw movies it's a good video nasty to watch the saw movies yeah fine. like it's it does it does that ling it yeah I think the lingering, lingering thing lingers is big on it. and, uh, and they, it's long and drawn out yeah mm-hmm. and they pour um I think but it's we'll I bad. think it's technically called like quick lime or something um but it's basically just like boiling hot wax boiling hot lot lie and they cut um pour it on his face and then they cement him up in the they wall flick it on his face they yeah so extra and with this it. is yeah like that's that's a thing Fulci goes extra he lingers on what things. I mean in universe what's just wrong like the with cranberries um I feel I feel they're like, angry they're angry racist they're in the south. But they're all white. Warlock. I, don't I just like the way that guy says warlock in that movie. I'm not going to lie. It's really warlock. good. That's the only word I remember warlock. being said in the opening. He announces it a lot. Well, um, it's narrated by um, a character who's going to come back later. Uh, oh, Blind is it Lass. Blind Lady? Yeah, Blind Lass. Marble um, Eyes. Yeah. I think her name's uh, Emily. Emily um, Marble Eyes. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's marvelized when she was born. That's so funny. then we cut to um, to, uh, sixty years later, some odd. I think it, I think it's like it's modern. Yeah, times late for late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what the title card says, but mm-hmm. um, a young woman has purchased the estate. It's uh, the money pit. She's yeah. buying a house. Yeah, and so at this point, it's um, the film is very much detached by Fulci's own admission. It was basically he wanted. Uh, to string together a bunch of sequ- like he planned out the sequences, the the gore sequences and stuff. Um, first, so it was, yeah, it seemed like that. Like he I'm just overplanned them. Yeah, like I'm just waiting for people to die, and like there's a loose connections in this plot. And the death scenes are the, long the and plot's drawn out. I love the death scenes. They're the kind of boring. They're so good. Oh, the the fu- death scenes are the parts of the movie I didn't like. I like the everything else about it. Oh, uh, incorrect like opinion. Plot- I love the death scenes. The plot stuff is not held together very well but it's still kind of weirdly engaging that's what i thought i thought the plot was engaging and that's what kept me attached because i did not like the death scenes yeah like the plot stuff like what little there is it's sort of like it keeps you going like huh what i think Hmm, interesting yeah i think because it is so violent like it's just so over the top and it's violence and stuff you get too desensitized to it it's not just that you get desensitized to it it's not like poltergeist or amityville where those films like like Beyond has a very distinct atmosphere, and it can like genuinely build up a lot of suspense. But it's not like like Amityville and Poltergeist kind of live and die on their suspense, on like that build up. The act there's not a whole lot of actual gore in those films. I think I just like build up more than gore in horror movies. I think that's my thing. I mean, I feel like that's that's the truth. Like because payoff is so difficult. Like I think that's why a lot of a lot of people's issues with Stephen King's body of fiction is that he's very good at build up, but he's just not great. His payoff because I think a lot of horror films don't give you a good payoff, and I think Fulci does. You know, when you finally get there, it's like satisfying. I I wish there was more build up to it, and I feel like the payoff's too long. I love it. Mm, Good eyeballs, good nail through the back of the head. He should leave you wanting more. Nah, that's the whole point of a video nasty is it goes over the board. You know, I just maybe I just don't like the video nasty. Yeah, again, and plus, I guess the part of the beyond is it's not just gore for like. I mean, it is technically gore. It is gore for gore sake. Yeah, but it's not but it's, it's well, not blood it's, feast, you know, where it's literally like there's absolutely no thought into this except for let's show some death shit. Like there is no setup in the scene. Blood also says let's show some titties. <sighs> some titty. Do you even see any titty in that movie? In the opening sequence. You don't see a titty. Not really. You see her getting into a tub. You definitely cut. see titty in blood feast. <coughs> I think very, remember they discussion. whip her? Very briefly. Oh, yeah. Just cut around for the most part. But, um, but Beyond doesn't worry about that. Um, yeah, there's no naked people in Beyond, is there? At the very at the very end, there is. They are all naked because. Uh, oh well, we'll get in that. Quick titty. So, so basically, while they're doing renovations, so there's this woman named Liza who purchases this hotel, and she's doing renovations on it, building it, uh, fixing it up with. Uh, there's like a creepy old woman and kind of weird young gentleman who a pervert i think is the implication i was supposed to get i don't know he's just a weirdo uh they're just some we- uh, they're some odd ducks who run the hotel um and during the renovations the, uh, joe the plumber because i remember joe the plumber joe's a legend did you see his beard joe the plumber joe like, the plumber joe the plumber like he looks that like, everybody knows i wonder if he's like a reference to because he kind of looks like coffin joe almost yeah because everyone they make a big deal like oh you're joe the plumber joe i'm here? joe the plumber is joe here it's is joe, joe here the plumber like, where's really, joe he really looks like coffin joe though have you ever he seen does, like, yeah i know coffin joe i don't at midnight i'll take your soul and all that yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. don't know i don't know if that was intentional maybe or what. fabio frizzy the director said what did he say tanner fabio frizzy's not the director Nope. That's the joke. Not even close. Yeah. He's the composer. 
Okay. Are they vanilla? All um, right. So Lucio Fulci <laughs> is the beyond. Yep. Uh, good Lord Tanner. So um, once he's awakened, he kills Joe. And at this point, it basically turns into like it. Almost like a slasher film, but it's different. It's not people quite. A, it's a killing super, them. Yeah, it's a supernatural. Slasher supernatural film. slasher. Because the, the idea is the house is built on top of hell so that it can influence the rest of the town. Um, that is not conveyed very well. It is not. It is not conveyed very well. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the idea, like, that's the idea. Is like, it's. I guess that's part of like the Cthulhu concept. Is like it's like Dagon. Also, just a funny aside. There's a symbol on the wall downstairs. Like it's like a like a fish hook looking. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. They keep that glaring over that. What does that mean? Uh, it means nothing. It's um, he just took the design Screw from you, Louis. <laughs> Louis. That's actually. I think sometimes he's credited as like Louis Coates. So I'm gonna call him Louis, the director. I think he is. I believe he is credited as Louis in the Seven Doors of Death because they didn't want it to be very obvious that he was an Italian man. Sneaky, um, screw but you, no, Louis. That symbol making me think things mean. That something. symbol is literally just a dumb amateur tattoo his daughter got. Like his daughter got a silly, a goofy tattoo. Like it, meant, it means nothing. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute. I love though. that. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, daughter. Uh, sorry, daughter. Your cute little tattoo. <laughs> Your is tattoo use. sucks. Typical it's Vulture. Be, it's so bad it can seal away demons. It can seal a gate of hell. <laughs> well, if you think about it, maybe that's the ultimate gift. He gave the tattoo meaning. It's the gift of a tattoo. He gave the tattoo meaning. That's actually just I'm like call that him theory up. of a dead man. Call this boy up and tell him how he's such a He's dead. Guy. He's dead. Yeah, is he's his daughter alive. You're just picking away over there. He's dead. He's dead. My inside of my nose itches. What? Stop what bodily nose. functions aren't you going to express while I look over at you? I need to just like stare forward because like it's just a symphony. Of uncomfortable. So after Joe the Plumber is when we largely don't film do this. a sequence of deaths. I'm glad we did. Um, the morgue. We go to the morgue. Well, first we go to uh, the funeral. The New Orleans, like. Mm, no, no, no. We no, the morgue the happens morgue, first. Morgue, then funeral, because the funeral is okay. where it's revealed. So Marvelize. Isn't it the, that woman's funeral, too? No. First, we have Liza meets Emily, who is the blind girl from the opening narration. And the, oh, on the road? The blind girl. <laughs> the yeah, fucking road? Um, like, I don't give a shit, because that fil- that, sh- that is just so well photographed, like, I just don't even it's care. Beautiful. It's rams. beautiful. I don't, I don't really care. It's just so well photographed, that scene. Like, it's gorgeous. Like, the way it's shot, it just looks like it stretches on into infinity. Oh, it's so good. It's and good. I just don't give a shit that it makes no sense. Um, so they're, they introduce, they talk to each other, and... Um, Emily warns Liza of the uh, about the house. Like, be be careful. Get the fuck out of this house. Ba- yeah, basically. Um, and uh, then we cut to a morgue where Joe's wife, Joe's wife, um, Joe's wife, uh, passes out and gets acid pull- poured all over her face. And she screams the- first, and then she gets acid poured. Yeah, on her yeah. Face. And then Joe's daughter. Gets, comes in <laughs> yeah it comes in and then gets attacked by the blob um and it's not the blob it's base it's blood and acid from her mom's it's face bubbly bubbly face acid yeah bubbly mom face acid um i love that sequence i think it's really fun like it's really fun and also i think it's just really well photographed like i love the ju- the, the snappy. way yeah it's snappy in the way like the the morgue in general like it's this very like white or like bright fluorescent white yeah, it's so, a big change from like the very like rustic hotel that we've been seeing up until. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like super modern. Yeah, it's like sterile. Yeah, it's yeah. modern sterile. I'm and then, sterile. You are. And Thank then God. The way the blood moves is just really good, like because it's not like just oozing. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of it's like fizzy. It looks mm-hmm. like like cherry it's a fizzy lifting basically. beverage. Yeah, it's it's coming out of her face. 
Yeah, it, cherry Slurpee, straight from your mom's face. <laughs> straight from your mom's face to you. Um, mom tested, kid approved. And My mom worked at 7-Eleven. <laughs> you went to Fitzy Slush. Uh, and I don't slush. care what you call it. It's a Slurpee. That's a good meme. <laughs> Can we keep that in? Oh, yeah. I don't care. So the so we have that sequence, and it's sort of that's like hinting at Joe being supernatural and the idea that it's not just the house that can be affected. That's the main reason that even yeah, happens. It creeps into the town. Yeah. And um, then we see some more stuff with that. Um, there's actually a doctor who works at the morgue um, who's very – I cannot remember the name of the actor or the character, frankly. Oh, yeah, he, he just fucks off. He, he's a – yeah, yeah, he's a voice actor. No, no, no. He said, he, oh, he's in Superman no, 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 Robot talking... Gundam XD Yu-Gi-Oh! Gales of Darkness. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, um, the doctor the doctor who kind of looks like Jack Nicholson. There's another doctor. I like Conan the Barbarian. So there's another doctor with a mustache and a bowl cut who's, I'm pretty sure, voiced by Gregory Snagoff. Voiced? What, don't you mean played? No, voiced. He's not played by Gregory Snagoff. He's voiced by Gregory Snagoff. Yeah, they Snagoff. don't record everything live. Yeah, everything's done post. Um, Wait, so well, since I thought is, all the actors still did their own lines. Nope. Um, so That's stupid. All Some audio of them was spoke English oh. while they were not getting recorded. Well, because that actor, let me explain something to you, Sandra. Yes. The recording studio is in Italy. That actor? Cinecita. Yeah, he's in Illinois, my friend. Illinois. So, or Illinois. not Illinois, Louisiana. What about the leads? Louisiana. They matched really well, I thought. Pardon? What about the two leads? The, they, like, they spoke they were, English. They were speaking English on set, but, but they weren't they, being recorded did, they live. they also dubbed and post? Yes, everybody was dubbed yeah. and post. I hate Italy. But when you dub people that are speaking English, spaghetti, it's easy to get their voice. spaghetti, right. worthless people. Their movies suck. Spaghetti. Yeah, no, Um, just as a note Edit for any up. of you guys who don't know, um... All Ital- um, basically all Italian films for a very long time were dub um, were uh, had sound recorded post sync um, and like even the big ones like even Fellini like no one on eight and a half is yeah Lucio speaking Fellini lines on director set. of artsy Lucio horror Fellini. films about clowns yes <laughs> but yeah it, it, was just, it was a cost cutting measure and it also helped for um, prepping it for inter- international markets yep. so that way you could have like oh this actor doesn't speak a lick of the language. But you could just have them speak their native tongue, and you then have you could a Delon, Come on, yeah, I think that happened a lot with them. the actors. I think there's some uh, Italian films with Klaus Kinski in them. I think. Oh yeah, and he does not speak Italian, uh-huh. but he's just dubbed in. I think it's like there's like oh well, The Great Silence, which is a really good Western, and um, I believe he was in, in a not great adaptation. Well, yeah, when Dracula. he wasn't beating his daughter, he was you know just being in good movies. Yeah, Klaus Kinski, what a, a terrible man. Yep. Yep, just the worst. Uh, good actor. Say great guy sarcastically, but great I don't actor. Really say that. Yeah, it was a great actor. Great actor. Terrible man. Um, all right, we're losing the thread again. Yeah, okay, and damn it. <laughs> so I'm basically, going to need to edit this. Long point. strings of I violence. I like it. I like occur. how wild movie. Long strings of violence occur, um, for the most part, while they sort of kind of unravel the uh, the mystery of this weird hell house. But like people who aren't the woman who owns the house keep getting pieces of it. I'm like, I don't know how they're connected to her at all. And yeah, like Liza, Liza only kind of vaguely learns about, like she yeah, learns about Aiden, like she looks, learns about the Book of Aiden, um, and I'm going to call it Aiden and Aiden, so that people can complain about both. There you go. All and our she listeners. Goes to hell. Oh yeah, the big two, like the hmm, all the good big sequences. Well, Joe's death is a really great sequence. Again, the sequence in the morgue. Um, oh, there's a guy that goes downstairs to fix the wall that was destroyed, and then he gets attacked by a zombie in the water. Fix the wall. Yeah, so Joe dies. Joe the plumber breaks through the wall gets killed by a guy who was buried in the wall. Then another guy goes down to fix the wall, 
then he gets killed. No, no, Ar- um, that's Arthur, and Ar- we don't yeah. see Arthur explicitly killed on screen. Yeah, and then he jumps out of the water later and gets. Yeah, and then that's way later. Yeah, 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 like way later. So we don't, we never see Arthur's death. We see, um, oh no, because we see um, Martha's death, because Martha is the one who gets reverse zombied. Yeah. So she goes, um, the housekeeper Martha, who's been stalking around. Yeah. She shows up, and that's probably my favorite death in the whole movie. Next to spiders. Spider death's really good. Yeah, tarantulas. Tarantulas. Okay. I can't remember the sequence of these deaths, though. Yeah. The when tra- does one woman get attacked by dog? Uh, dog is, I think, the, the, the one right, the death bef- directly before the thing, the shit hits the fan. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Things totally go crazy. Yeah, because Marble Eyes keeps showing up eventually. And- Marble Eyes yeah, is like, like it's impl- be like, careful, and there the are do- demons. The, there's this doctor who's basically the male lead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he looks, actually doing stuff. Yeah, he looks like, he sort of looks like Jack Nicholson. Um, And he's... He does, doesn't Jack he? Jack Nickel doctor. Yeah, so he's putzing around, um, he's putzing around investigating things. Um, And... So he goes to investigate the house that Liza drops Emily off at when she picks her up in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been abandoned. What a plot. What a plot. That house has been empty for 40 years. Yeah. Li- um, so it turns out Emily is... Uh, ghost eyes. Yeah, basically a ghost. Um, or like... She's it's, a ghost? It's, yeah, the implication is that she's either a ghost or, like, she's someone who's been victimized by hell. Like, she's been to hell and returned. Yeah, because she says, don't want to go back. Later. Yeah. 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 Then wait, how did the dog kill her if she's a ghost? Exactly. Ghost Seeing dog. eyed ghost dog. Ghost dog. Colonel. The samurai. If it's not so the doctor or the movie. woman who bought a house, it's probably a ghost in this film. Yeah. Um, what about the ginger? Shh. Yeah, ghost dog. Let's watch Jim Jarmusch's best movie. Ghost dad? Ghost dog. It's about Sparrow a black Bill samurai. Cosby? Yeah, that, that is a good movie. Let's talk about other movies. Wait, are you talking about ghost right. dad or ghost dog? Ghost dog. Oh, thank God. Speaker of the wind. <laughs> and ghost dad. There you go. Ghost um, Dad is a bad movie. It is. Not. It's so great. much editing. So much. So. Um, I'm going to make your job easy. In, uh, so then Emily is uh, murdered by yeah. the uh, by her own seeing eye dog after her seeing eye dog attacks the uh, body of the. I love that because it like it protects her and then she's like, thanks. And then it just goes straight for the jugular. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you skipped the tarantula scene. Um, we're going to get to that when we get to the library. Because uh, I want to save the tarantula. I want. I want to save the tarantula scene for important reasons. Oh, so okay. Schweik. Um, Schweik is mauled, mauled by her dog, and then it mauls her. Uh, this is actually like you'll notice that the idea is see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, because the dog like um when she, her, like she's blind, she is blind, and yeah. the idea is that she speaks evil when she talks to Liza. Oh, that's why it rips out her throat and rips out. Her so Schweik is really a good dude. No, no, no. Schweike is a bad person, but the idea is that, like, she is speaking of evil, not like, of you know evil. What I mean? Oh, that's convoluted. Yeah, just like the plot I mean, of this I film. think, yeah, like it was more of just like, how do we frame this death sequence? You sound like you hate it, Josh. I don't think the plot of this movie is good. I think the deaths are very enjoyable, and I think it's a fun. Movie. I do not like the deaths, but I like the plot. The I plot's like non-existent. It's I, so it's loose. There. It's, it's so it's loose. Very bare bones, but I like it for what it is. I think it's very loose. It's an afterthought. It's a good stage to play these things out on. Um, I, I like. I guess the ending is what really sticks to people, especially. But we're, I like the ending. Um, we are going to come back to the tarantula sequence because I'm sure that's like the big one. But I do want to briefly talk about the ending. But the reason I want to talk about the tarantula sequence is important. We'll get back to it. So shit hits the fan. Zombies are everywhere. The whole town gets taken over. Mm-hmm. And now it's just Liza and her doctor friend and yep. the ginger. 
and a ginger, and then the ginger, the wee ginger lass who was turned into a blind when she was attacked by a zombie in her mom's face. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it was too much. Um, that's the only one that doesn't linger on. Her face is just shattered, and uh-huh. it's a really good effect, and it's genuinely like, wow, Fulci, because you, like... Oh, yeah, he, like, grabs her face. The zombie, like, grabs her fucking no, face. No, 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 the zombie doesn't fa- grab her face. She turns into a zombie, and then... Jack Nicholson doctor just blows her head off. Oh, yeah, he doesn't hesitate. I won't hesitate, bitch. <laughs> it, it kept being like, oh, he's out of ammo, and then he got more ammo. I, yeah. you, we, yeah. like, it cuts when he's yeah, shot, well. shot fewer than six. So Yeah, he, he idea, can only hit the other guy in the chest, but as soon as the girl gets taken over, it's wham. Right I got face. pissed <laughs> off because he kept shooting people in the chest when it was point-blank range, and he should have been able to shoot like a big part of the A big part of that ending sequence is it's... Uh, Again, it's the weird nature of the film magic as a bullet. Whole. It's not just magic bullet. Back the idea the is left. it's framed like a dream. Um, like especially that end sequence. The idea is that yeah, as soon as they of, drive into the town, it does get pretty. Like it, it becomes steadily more dreamlike, and the idea is that as hell takes over, and especially these two individuals, reality, a reality kind of melts away. away. Um, and I think on one hand, I don't like I don't the zombie stuff does seem kind of tacked on, but I am kind of glad that it's different because um, City of the Dead and House of the Cemetery, they only had one or House by the Cemetery. They only had one main like dead guy, I really. Say, mm-hmm. I would have liked um, it more if there were less zombies. Yeah, like I think it would have been strong, like stronger. If they'd up, done man. something interesting, more, a bit more interesting with that, like. Um, it, like if they put more en- emphasis on Javike, because um, the only time like there is yeah scene... he for as big as a build up as he had, you only really see him yeah, two like, or three times. The pro- I think the problem is for some reason I think they really just liked the makeup for Joe, um, because they show Joe a lot more than they show Javike. <laughs> Joe is like one of the main dudes for some weird reason. It's just Joe the plumber. Like he's he's got a distinct face though. <laughs> yeah, he's a good face. They should have made him Javike. Yeah, they should have made him the main character. Yeah, yeah. Javike um, the plumber. I like Jack Nickel not too. So. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they wander, like, they fight their way out of the morgue. Uh-huh. Um, but they end up back in the house. Yeah, they open up the door, and then, then they just end up in, in the house. So it is very basement. dreamlike. Yeah, it is very dreamlike. Yeah, the, like, the way the doors are connected. This like, is they, impossible. They end up circling around to the morgue, and mm-hmm. they're like, where are we? What's going on? And then they they march in, and then they end up in this hellscape. And It's like a lake bed. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, sea of the dead that was empty. Uh, they didn't have any money, and there was a soundstage that already had sand on it. It was cool looking. It looked good. Yeah, originally, I can't remember. It was supposed to be, like, in the scripting phase. It just would have been way too expensive to actually shoot. It was supposed to be, like, a tropical thing. Like, it was supposed to be, like, like a weird... And then they're paradise. back on Zombie Island. Yeah. Just, well, actually, <laughs> that would have been really good, because at the very end, um, basically the entire score is original stuff, uh-huh. except for one track that's a little track from Zombie 2 that plays while they're entering. Jesus. And it's uh, it's not the matu- it's the Zombie vs. Sharks theme. Like the... <laughs> oh, yeah, you said that while we were watching it. Um, I do want to talk about the music more dedicated. When we yeah, we'll get to it. it. Um, and then as they walk in, they see all these bodies. It's very... Like, it really reminds me of um, Stalker. Uh, the the when they're in the room and there's all those mm. people covered in sand, presumably. Yeah, and we always talk about Stalker on these fucking things. Yeah. We just like Stalker. We should just watch Stalker. I mean, we should. Stalker's a good movie. Stalker's great. We should, we should my let's play a Stalker. You should watch <laughs> Ivan's Childhood and all those. Stalker's we watch those. Fine. Tanner has more opinions that I don't like. Solaris is baller. 
Yeah, Solaris is better. Stalker's probably my least favorite Tarkovsky that Thank I've seen. You. Honestly, Solaris is awesome though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I do. Like my favorite Tarkovsky thing? movie yes. is the Clone Wars animated series. Oh my god, Andre loves I love the best. You, Ethan. Anyway, uh, so um, they walk through the city. Also, all the people; those are all real actors. They're just Ooh. vagrants. They got off the streets and were like, "Hey, we'll give you some booze if you <laughs> if you be extras." <laughs> we're gonna need that. Um, you look like you have alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah, let's feel that. 808s and Tanner Bricks. It was Italy. Nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. Want a bicycle? Yeah. 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 Here, we Here we go. And so they uh, they enter the Sea of Darkness. Um, and then the, a narrator tells you about the and Sea then of they Darkness. They have entered the Sea of Darkness. All therein that lies. So um, I thought they were in a painting. So it is. It is supposed yeah. to be framed like Schweik's pa- uh, painting from the opening, but his painting is of hell. Um, yeah, because the idea is that he's witnessed hell, and that's part of the reason that the, he went the townspeople are like, "You're a warlock," because you're because it's the early 1920s, and you're a weird, creepy guy who lives in a hotel who's reading books about Satan and drawing pictures of hell. You're a hell man. Yeah, so hell bent. Yeah, hell bent for leather. He's a real hell raiser too. Hell looks faster, so <laughs> faster Schweik. I I love how minimalist hell is in this movie. I honestly. love it too. It's but cool. Minimalist is probably a better word than boring. Like it's, like for again, like it's it's maximizing the budget more than yeah. anything. I, I think understand. it's effective. It's moody. It's yeah. It's moody and it's it a moody hell. I like it as like instead of fire and brimstone, it just seems like a place where people suffer. Like like they're just constantly uncomfortable. <laughs> I do like a good like coffin Joe hell where there's like boobs in the wall and hands reaching out but you know it's it's whatever it's fine yeah it's just like it's more like coffin joe hell is like claustrophobic Ooh. whereas this this hell is like terrifying in yeah its terrifyingly vast and, and empty it, it's good like it's it's the perfect i think that's i think honestly a big part of the reason people love this one is the ending just because i feel like it puts such a nice bow on it and it like it almost makes, it makes it everything like, else work where you're just like yeah okay yeah like it justifies it. it doesn't really try and do like, like I think if it tried to get like too locked down, like if it tried to like tie everything together too much, it doesn't try to do yeah, that. Like I feel it's like it's pleasantly movies fall open. into the trap of trying to tie everything together too much. I well. feel like that's the issue with um City of the Living Dead has an issue where the ending is just like it's an Italian horror movie, so it has to be a downer ending. Um House by the Cemetery has a real fucking downer ending. Um mm-hmm. like it's it's real. Oof. Uh, but I don't know. House by the Cemetery probably has the strongest. I respect ending. horror movies with happy endings more. I don't know because like, most of them don't have it. Because yeah, they like, don't. Oh, let's go on a donor. I respect it when it ends happily. I'd love a like, good Texas donor. Chainsaw Massacre. Relatively speaking, kind of has a happy ending. God, we just need to watch that again. Doesn't that movie it? changed like, me. I feel like Ooh, I love it. The Beyond. I feel like it does the right thing in the sense that the characters survive, but they're like sort of forced it's sort of like texas chainsaw for me yeah where it's like, like they've been they're kind of fucked. changed they've been for life like yeah in texas chainsaw they she went through hell and back and in the beyond they just go to hell uh-huh. and maybe they come back we'll see in a sequel mm-hmm. yeah. beyond hell beyond thunderdome yeah can we just get the the beyond terror can we do a beyond podcast two. about the best man max movie fury road wait no. not fury road road warrior I'll do one. <laughs> you can do oh. it. It's still your show. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like the adjacent cast is more your thing. I love I it. I guess it doesn't matter. I like you it. Watch how it comes to Frogtown. You know what? I could do an adjacent cast with other people Shut besides up. you. You could. could. You yeah. Could. Yeah. Don't don't. That came off as mean. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I don't care. Like our our whole shtick is cult stuff. Like I wouldn't be mind being on a Spider Verse thing, but I would understand like Josh. I'm gonna try and do a Spider Verse thing, and I'll probably get rain on it. So do it. So that's a great ending, and I feel like there's a lot of good things to talk about. But tarantula scene. Yes. Tarantula yes. dome. Spider uh, library. Spider library. So the architect for that who's helping on repairs. So that's actually what he is because I didn't know what he was. Uh, the architect who's helping on repairs with the house. He goes to the library to help look for some records on the house. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the clerk is Lucio Fulci. That's why his lip flaps didn't work because he's speaking Italian. That's why his lip flaps didn't work. That's what because the only time Tanner... Despite the fact that this movie's really obviously dubbed. Oh yeah, that Tanner, was like the that was the bad one. Yeah. Tanner only noticed that it was dubbed when Lucio Fulci spoke in Italian Mr. and it didn't Fulci. sync up with his English. Well, that's because it's really, really obviously dubbed there. Yeah, like it's yeah. really obvious. It's really bad, <laughs> but it's especially bad there. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. Like, especially yep. if you're not thinking about it. Because um, I wasn't thinking it was dubbed, so I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. And he sneaks up on you, Fulci. You got Fulci, bitch. <laughs> I got Fulkied. You just got Fulchied. And what happens is there's a crack of lightning, and he falls falls off of a ladder. Thunder? Nope. Feel the thunder? That's getting cut. Lightning and the thunder. And we see it focuses on his face as he's laying down, and in the distance, it out of focus, and then... For no reason, they just show up. It shifts focus. Tarantulas. And they make... The sound they make as they move is metal scraping, and I love it. It's it so doesn't, good. Like, it's doesn't a really effective work, scene. But it's so effective. I think it's great. Like, in the, the mixture of, like, live-action tarantulas and the puppet tar- Like, the puppet tarantulas are pretty obvious, but I feel like— The prosthetics on his face look so good, though. Like, how they're just yeah. chewing through his flesh. It's, like, so disturbing. Yeah. And... All the tarantulas are crawling up on his face. And yeah. They look, like, it, they look like they're chewing on his tongue. Or, like, it looks like they, they're injecting him with venom. Yeah, and they're just, like, melting through his skin. Yeah, it's so good. It's very— It's a very effective scene. Yeah, I it's didn't a... watch it. It was a bit too much. It's so uncomfortable. I'm, I, I, I'm it's kind this of ex- an arachnophobe. Uh-huh. Like it's I'm better about it now than I was when I was young. But yeah. you have this metal scraping of them moving, and it's not like they don't like chitter or anything, but it's just mm-hmm. like metal scraping whenever. Yeah, it's they not move. your typical insect scene, you know. It's just not really insects, like, but still. Yeah, as Frizzy's soundtrack just wails in the yeah. background. Oh, it's so well framed. And here's the thing I wanted to get to for Tanner in the in Sam Raimi's Spider Man. During the montage of scenes where um, Toby, uh, where Peter Parker, like after he gets bit, there's like a montage, and those are called from other movies. There's a scene where <laughs> it's um, the architect, like it's supposed to be a POV shot, and he's looking at a spider like crawling, crawling over. Uh-huh. That was that was taken. That shot was directly taken from the Beyond. <laughs> and edited in for that seat, for that montage. Yeah, because Raymond's all the rights. Like they got the rights. It was completely le- like that's was totally that's le- legit. I love that. That's really cool. I thought you said you were going to make me mad. Oh no, I'm going to make you mad. No, you assume that. Later. I I feel like you're going to tell me you like it better than Saul. Uh for some reason that's I do, what I'm expecting. Like I like it more than Endgame. Saul's my favorite horror movie. <laughs> Did I catch that? I'm not going to acknowledge that trash. Okay. All right, we're in the real end game now. We're beyond the end game. <laughs> we're beyond the end game now. Can we make a like a cult sequel to this that combines the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Tanner beyond, by the end game? We're beyond the end game. Tanner beyond the end game. Tanner by the end. A baker. Raiders of the game. Tanner beyond the end game. Of That's the Tanner's Park. ass. <laughs> That's America's ass, as far as I'm concerned. Fuck me. All right. You said I couldn't say the a word anymore. This is a podcast. Fuck cunt whore bitch. 
Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, piss, farts, turd, and twat. Punk. Blink-182 song. Oh, wow, the edgiest. Played that Blink-182 Remember when George song? Carlin was in Tarzan 2? Remember when he played no. in Tarzan 2? I wanna know! Was he? <laughs> Can you tell me? Wait, 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 was he really? Yes, he was in That's incredible! Did that direct clip? direct a DVD yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time Tanner opens his hole, he just clips. <laughs> oh, I opened my hole, all right. Open that my hole. When I poop. Beyond that hole. Beyond my butthole is my colon. Let's talk about sex lives again. <laughs> sex lives and videotapes is an okay movie. <laughs> All right. Sex Music? Crime. Oh, Sex Crime. That was an Eurythmics song off the 1984 Sex soundtrack. Crime and Videotape. I know the, the director did not want it. It was a pro- The producers insisted on having a pop song for their adaptation of 1984. It's a shame. It's a good song, but it just does not fit with 1984. I like that Tom Petty song where he says, don't come around here Did you no know that more. there's a Tom Petty music video that pays homage to Windsor McKay? It's like, a, it's like a Little Nemo homage. Like he hangs around with Little Nemo and he goes on the, the bed. No, no, he hangs out with Flip. Not the Alice in Wonderland one? Mm-mm, no. Tom Petty's great. I love Tom Petty. He likes Windsor McKay, so I I was very surprised by Thank that. Your boy. He and died I way too young. Don't like it. His house burned down. He was heartbroken. Remember in the he was Nickelodeon. <laughs> remember in Nickelodeon's barnyard when they <laughs> Tom used Tom Petty <laughs> Wait, guys, remember in Nickelodeon's barnyard Tom where Petty. a Tom the house Petty breakers. song where a Tom Petty song was like a pivotal plot point? In what? In Nickelodeon's barnyard. The movie? I or the yeah, the movie. The movie. I, I don't know. This TV show is called Back to the Barnyard, You Uncultured Swine. Beyond the Barnyard. You're basic. I did like the hand. You're basic. <laughs> I did like the hand movement. So the music in this yeah. is killer. Really yeah. good. It It's also all over the fucking place because there's like orchestral shit and then there's this weird keyboard fuck around. And then there's moaning. Oh, yeah. There's um on the official soundtrack for this oh, film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a track that's just it's like seven minutes of moaning that they recorded for the end scene. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> Ethan made me listen to it, and I get that was the first time I knew I what the Beyond is. I'm going to play that Wednesday. So Fabio Frizzi, soundtrack for this film, yep. like he does a lot of, um, traditionally Frizzi does a lot of very, 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 very um, synthetic music, um, keyboards. Boy, loves the synthesizer. Yeah, he loves the synthesizer. And even in this film, he use, makes heavy use of it, but it was like, he wanted like to pull in the big guns, so there's a lot of like bass, and there's a lot like like bass like bass music uh, instruments rather like cello, like big bassy string instruments. That's good. Um, and he does this really cool thing where he has, um, like a lot of music uh, Italian musicians who did stuff for horror stuff. He has he uses shit out of the choir setting on his keyboard, but he also has an actual choir. Um, so there's this actually really nice juxtaposition of more choir of the synthetic choir and a live action choir. It's mm-hmm. really good, like the way because the way a synthetic choir on a keyboard is always going to like it does not naturally shift tones yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then when you have that juxtaposed with something that can actually like fluidly transition between. Um, Different, uh, I want to say tonalities, but that's good juxtaposition. Um, it's good, yeah. Juxtaposition, it's the highest form of art. Like when they, I think Stanley Kubrick wishes you could make match cut please good. We're gonna talk about that. You had to bring that up. Now he's gonna talk about bullshit. Uh, We're gonna gonna talk about that. Yeah. Um, So, uh, and he just does a lot of cool stuff with the soundtrack in this film. Um, a lot of very theme and variation. Uh, stuff going on um which is very unique and good it's i know um i think rolling stone did like a best uh horror film soundtracks and it was up there it was like really? number 11 oh cool yeah. like and it was right behind the shining so what about the shining 
I think this movie's better than The Shining. Nope. Um, yeah, like, nope. my biggest issue with The Shining... Wait, is, that's your take that's supposed to make me That's mad? his take. You think I like The Shining that much? You not it's like The Shining? It's my least favorite Kubrick movie. I like it fine. Have you seen Barry Lyndon? Barry Lyndon's awesome. It's the best one. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. That's <laughs> what do you favorite think is Kubrick's movie. worst? Um, the one that he disowned. Which one I... When's that? Um, it's it's he made it in the fifties, like before. Um, is the that killing? Is that boxing the only movie? Thing, the only thing that the that boxing movie it's included included as like a bonus feature yeah, of killing. I never I watched it. The I was only like, I'll watch this that's eventually. in competition for Kubrick's worst is Eyes Wide Shut. I don't love Eyes Wide Shut. I don't love it. Maybe I need. To I love it. The Shining. Don't get me wrong. No, I don't love The Shining. You like, like The Shining more than you like the Full Metal Jacket? I love Full Metal Jacket more. You're right. Anyway. So you Why think, you think that would make me mad? Well, because you were the one who who defend. I guess you flipped on that as well, because you were the one who very ardently said, I watched, like, I watched the show I don't again. mind that Stanley Kubrick literally tortured people to make, make this I movie. The it's Shining a good performance. Recently. She gives a good performance. I she could have given a good... She would have given a pr- good performance. Yeah, because she's a good actress, but yeah. I mean... I watched The Shining again. He didn't need to torture again. it out. No, he was a prick. I think what happened yeah. is I watched The Shining again recently, and I realized I didn't like it as much as 16-year-old me did. Okay, so of the two sexist men making films, okay. Stanley Kubrick probably like, made better movies in general. Yes. Mm, I don't know. Like, I haven't showed you guys baby. Conquest. Conquest is Lucio Fulci's... Conan the Barbarian. 2001 the White was Stripes my least song favorite about it. Kubrick movie what? until I saw the White Stripes theaters. song about it. No. You haven't heard Conquest? It's, I guarantee you it's not about that. Conquest. Did you guys see 2001 in IMAX right. when they did that release? I didn't no. have a chance to, no. Oh, that's a shame. It was beautiful. It made me like But that sounded so patronizing. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that's a shame. I, no, didn't, I, enjoyed like, it. I didn't like 2001 until I saw it in IMAX. I love like 2001. And then I got it, and I was like, oh my god, this movie blew my mind. It's good. It's consciously slow. Like, it's just doing it to piss you off. People say it's artsy, but no, he's just being a dick. But really? I get it. I like it. I like I it. I like how slow it is, though. I guess. I don't know. I yeah. like the slowness. It's like a grand like build up. Like, I guess Can I've we s- do a podcast about 2001? I guess yes, I've, I've, sure. just, I've just seen enough Russian movies that I'm like, this isn't slow. This is. Yeah, but like when I watch Tarkovsky, I'm like, piece. this is poetry. When I watch 2001, I'm like, no, we're just in space. I don't know. I Like there's a point to it, but it's very slow. It's yeah. a slow movie. Yeah, I get that. But like I've never gotten like. Like has he said? I like Andre Rublev more than I like. Anyway, I wouldn't agree. I would not agree that The Shining is better like, than this movie, but I can see the argument. I guess The Shining sets out for some very, like my biggest issue with The Shining is it's always tense, which is not way. like a bad thing necessarily. But the problem with The Shining is it never like because it kind of it's like a one trick pony. Well, it no, it escalates, but it doesn't escalate enough. For the my Shining taste. is a horror movie directed by someone who was not a master of horror. While the Beyond is directed by someone who is objectively a king of horror, objectively, objectively, um, objectify women. Okay, objectively, he didn't object- it's like he didn't no, he didn't a king of horror. Fulci is a king of horror. I haven't seen that many of the movies, but I know his influence. He's a horror boy. And the respect for him in the genre. Yeah, he likes horror boys. He did some good westerns and stuff as well. But um, Western I just know he's boys. a very important and influential director in the horror. Yeah, genre Force, specifically. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is pretty good. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's it's a western. We had some Zod today, guys. It was great. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But I guess my problem with The Shining is, is The Shining always has a level of tension throughout, but it kind of loses its effect. Like it, it gets tenser, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's never an there's never any sense of deterioration throughout the film. Like yeah, it, the world is it's always so pretty. subtle and slow. While the Beyond is definitely more in your face about it. Like it's not even the, it's not even the subtlety. Like my issue with The Shining is I feel like the effect wears off simply because. Like when things deteriorate, 
there's a you always have a sense that things aren't quite as they should be like that things are going to fall apart well in the beyond it's just kind of like yeah everything seems normal why is there okay a, a i can get that in the yeah it's like with i respect tension goes so long that it's just like you know you're just waiting for these two people to get attacked and you know they will be not so. to mention yeah. i feel like i want the shining i want the shining to build to something a little more than it does like i feel like the shining like i, I wouldn't mind if it built to what it did again the problem i there's what we're saying there's that, that old the story about how not that good there's that old story about how robin Take williams that, dnf about how robin williams was supposed to play um jack torrance and i feel like that would have worked a i want to watch that movie because i think it'd be better i think it would be a lot better because robin williams in a 24-hour photo he can he can play a psychotic like he can play a weird 24-hour photo is great um and it's i good. feel like robin williams is so charismatic that like even even if it was like as we know him now like the problem with jack nicholson is jack nicholson is always on jack nicholson <laughs> always looks like look, looks like he's is about robin to murder williams his family. also not always yeah. on though like Robin Williams is always yeah, on, but like Jack Nicholson's, Jack Nicholson's like Jack always Nicholson has you're a little one nervous. Mode. Jack you're a little Nicholson nervous. has one mode. Robin Williams has two. Yeah, you can Robin, be kind of nervous around Jack Nicholson. Like Robin Williams is your dad who can really slow down when he's not doing too much cocaine. Mm -hmm. God, he did Why a lot of cocaine. It, what happened? Why didn't Robin Williams slam? Um, I think he was just um he was playing something else. Too he much more. Too much more. Maybe, Maybe he's too pregnant. Did was he Kubrick's first choice? Um, he was Kubrick's first choice. Yeah. Weird. Kubrick wow, was such a I good... want to live in a world where Robin Williams is in The Shining because I genuinely think that's a much better movie. Yeah, and plus The Shining. Don't get me wrong. Jack Nicholson's great in The Shining. Robin Williams would have been better. I don't know. The Shining has some good points. Like it is a good, it is a great movie. Let me be clear. I I really do like The Shining. Um, I just like the Beyond. No, the more. Shining like, sucks. <laughs> and uh, and I guess part of, part of it is an awareness of what went into it. Like The Shining was a Kubrick movie after Kubrick had already very much established himself, and he had all the resources. Yeah, he, he could had possibly want. every possible resource. Um, and he still he still couldn't do a decent fucking match cut. Still couldn't do a decent match cut. He could. You go have frame to go by frame by frame. It was easier back then. Yeah, like you just look at the cells. Just look at the cells and just, just make, look at it, the, make cells. the bone look I, like it's going to be in the no. Yeah, I'm just gonna say when I saw to the 2001 space cut after it was hyped up to me to be the greatest match cut ever. I went. It's it an, doesn't match very well. There's an improved version. It's just like two frames difference, and then it fits perfectly. Yeah, Why it's not a that? very good match cut. No, it's a it's bad a, it, match it's cut. Not, the thing is, it's not that it's a great match cut. It's that it's a great example of a match cut. Yeah, because like it's, it's like years. It's just like... Yeah, like in terms of... A yeah, in terms of that, I just wish it was a little it's technically a, better. As well. no, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's not a good match cut. It was hyped up for me on a technical level was the thing. Mm. Whoever did that was a liar. Mm -hmm. Welcome like to film school. Teacher who won an Emmy for Welcome editing. Welcome to film school. No, a daytime Emmy. doesn't count. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a prime. We're at a day. Webster facility. Who did that? I feel like there wasn't much competition there. It was a very specific category. <laughs> but still, I mean, that's pretty impressive in its own way. So, yeah. Have you won an Emmy? Yes. I don't think it's better than the for animation. Um, really? I'm curious. I'm going to uh, say it. I think they're both equally good. That's no. a lie. I like The Shining more. Yeah, I don't think it equals up. Um, like this movie, I enjoy the Shining. The death has scenes. Better I think it's good. Um, but. <laughs> Like the Shining is a, a stronger film. I don't. I think this movie has a lot of flaws. Like this is a, not a, like an A quality movie, you know. Yeah, I the death that. scenes suck for one. The death scenes are fantastic. No, they're terrible. They're long. They're drawn out. They're boring, and I don't so care. So Tanner didn't them. enjoy the death scenes, and he was made uncomfortable by them, and so he doesn't like them. I was made uncomfortable by that spider one, and that's it. I didn't I get like that. the other ones. Like, I thought they were long and drawn I, uh, out and boring. I, when I say that, I recognize that it's not like. I mean, with with art, you can typically be like super. Actually, objective. I have more to say about this movie than I thought. But with um, figure, with me, it's just that the Beyond hits so many buttons that it's just like 
great weird Italian horror soundtrack. Yeah, yes, I like the production great values. Great horror I films, think... gorgeous despite its low budget, and that and that's always something that will appeal to me. Like I, I love films that are extremely well made and uh, well with few resources. Yeah, yeah with they didn't have everything to pour into it. So yeah, that's yeah. Always like I said, I respect me. it as a work of art. Don't get me wrong. I think the lighting is great. I think the no, lighting is so beautiful. The, the night acting scenes, yeah. is great. I, I I think all these things are really good. It's the mm-hmm. voice acting. And the physical acting really do feel in sync because I didn't notice. I didn't notice until well on. And I think that takes a lot of skill as an editor and as a voice actor in post. The, the interesting thing is Lucio Fulci didn't speak English and he was directing actors who did not speak Italian. So how does that work? Is uh, there an interpreter or is it like – There was uh, – his PA actually was fluent in uh, English and Italian. So I feel like he should have been more than just a between. PA. But, um, he, but Fulci did a lot of stuff. Like he would mime stuff. Like he would just like – Make this face, basically. If you of. can get the point across, that's good. Like I said, I, I respect Fulci. I respect <laughs> the movie. I just you don't have to respect. Like I guess I would have liked it more if Fulci. the death scenes were not as drawn out. I mean, I made a horror movie and it was terrible, so I have no room to talk. But um, but you, I don't know. Um, my my whole thing is, um, like then I I feel like you'd like Argento a lot more. Like I I like the sort of lang- the way he lingers on things, just because I like. I like long cuts, frankly. Um, I, I like too. things that make me uncomfortable, and I feel like this film is very successful in the deaths of like making oh, I make you uncomfortable, you uncomfortable baby. Yeah, you do. you do when you touch yourself and you're my balls itch. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> leaving that in anybody else. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, my balls itch. <laughs> just cut it in as a chapter marker every time we transition in subject. <laughs> just, my balls, Shoo, itch. my balls itch. <laughs> Put it through the hyperdrive filter. <laughs> my balls itch. No, it would just sound the like nothing. Effect. But then if somebody tried to my run it backwards to get it. Play it in reverse, and they're like, what's that? Play it backwards. It's like in Zardoz, there's a character who just speaks backwards, and then if you play it backwards, it's just, congratulations, you found the secret message. I love that. We need to watch Zardoz. I love that. We need to watch Zardoz. What is that? I want to watch it. It's Zardoz. Zardoz. Oh, it's this trashy. Um, what's his? It's uh. Congratulations! It's a British. It's a British. Who's the? It's uh fucking James Bond is in it though. Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. Connery. No, Sean Connery. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. Sean Connery. You don't have to flex your fucking movie dick on me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brosnan, right? Sure. Sean Brosnan. Leah Sado. Sean Connery is in it, and he wears uh, Tim Fletching spandex. I mean Ian Fleming. Tim (laughs) Fletching. Tim Flutterman? Pete Timmerman? The the Beyond. This has been Pete Timmerman. This has been the Beyond. What do you think Pete Timmerman thinks about the Beyond? I'm curious now. Uh, I should ask him. Let's call him a ring. Can we call him in? He apparently goes to Subway every day, so maybe we can find him in there. Why is he going every day? That's too much money. I'm going to yell at Pete about that. (laughs) I don't know. I've just seen him. I've heard multiple stories about people seeing him walk out of Subway. I might get him a gift card. The Subway? He's going to like the way he looks. I have a steak and shake gift card. You want to get a gift card after this? Nope. Okay, well, so if you try, how about next week? Shakes? I have a steak and shake gift card. Is it shakes? Would you let me use part of it? I'll, buy, you do your well, movie I'll, I'll buy us all shakes today if we go. Okay. Okay. Because oh. I have 10 bucks. <laughs> that should be enough for a shake for each of us, right? This has been Beyond nope. the Shakes. No, um. <laughs> then I'll pay for the rest of it. I'll give you money. It's fine. I, I still got to pay Ethan. So, I have money. So yeah, the beyond. Um, the beyond. I'm so um, sorry. I derailed that. That's fine. No, you're fine. Um, in other news. <laughs> But no, um, to be fair, I think 
like I waffle like it'll it kind of depends on my mood I generally mm-hmm. think Suspiria is a better movie though like because I kind of I, I kind of lump The Shining Suspiria and um the Beyond into a similar category like they're all sort of like uh, interior interior horror. interior isolated horrors I'm gonna rank them like more than just like they're all different spaces like um in a, in a way like ones of like very secluded hotel ones mm-hmm. of said uh, like more of a motel sort of thing and one is a boarding school like a, a dance boarding school i'm gonna rank them shining beyond suspiria really i wasn't expecting that because i think i like typically like again generally i like suspiria a bit more just because i love the colors the way the color is used in that film god suspiria i so am more pretty. into the plot of the beyond than i am into the plot really? of suspiria that's interesting. Like I haven't I, seen Suspiria. Suspiria. That's my that's my interesting hot take of the day, I guess. I don't think Suspiria is that good. Oh. It's beautiful and gorgeous to look at, and I think it works effectively as a horror movie. Also, I just don't think it's it has a very intriguing and engaging plot. Yeah. Also, a big thing is, um, fo- uh, like I love I I like Beyond the Beyond score more than I like Suspiria's, but Suspiria's score is also very very good. It's Goblin. Um, I hear the new Tom, the Tom York score on the new did. one is really good. I need to see it. Um, oh yeah, the uh, the prog band, the yeah, Italian the prog, prog band. band. They did Dawn of the, the Dead, Radiohead, all that. No, Radiohead's Radiohead, an Italian prog. prog band, right? Ugh, I had something to creep for the first time the other day. Did you listen to OK Computer yet? I did. Remember, and I didn't like it. But listen like it again. again, you I like kind of... plastic trees, though. You like Benz. You like the Benz. Yeah, that was a really good album. I loved it. Yeah, I'm um, kind of highlighting the differences between the two. I think it's interesting that Argento. A lot of people say Argento just kind of ran out of steam, basically. Um, like he just there is sort of a sudden like a lot of people say oh it's just he just completely dropped off um after uh i think it was his phantom of the opera adaptation which is a very bad movie um it is it is very very bad do not watch the only good phantom of the opera movie is the first one from like the 20s that doesn't even have music in nope. it you're incorrect phantom of the paradise um i haven't seen that phantom of paradise I don't know what that is Phantom of Paradise is a Brian De Palma horror comedy rock opera wait 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 that wait, sounds wait. Like Brian De Palma terrible. made a phantom of the opera movie yeah it's actually really good. That sounds incredible. It's gorgeous. It's uh, like, the Palma. Well, we'll watch that next. Uh, do you think Scarface is like enviable? Like I like it. No, Scarface is terrible, but I love it. But Brian De Palma does like, good horror stuff. Like Carrie. Didn't he do a double, double something? Exact double. De Palma's a very talented and influential Did De Palma filmmaker. do um, Blowout? I'll blow you out. I think so, yeah. With, yes, uh, he did. Travolta? Oh, Blowout has that one incredible shot that blows my mind every time I see it. I haven't seen with it. With the 360. I haven't seen it. It's this crazy 360 shot that goes on for like five minutes. Seen, I still haven't seen Blowout. Can I show you this shot in the no, movie? We, no, I want to watch Blowout it. in its full context, honestly. It's okay. incredible. You'll know the shot once you see it, and you'll agree with I, me I mean, that it's, it's mind-blowing. It's been on my list for and a while. Are you, you have a copy of Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise is a very, very good time. Okay, well, we're off the rails here. Anything else we want to say about the Beyond? Um. Oh. I think I like it more than I did at the beginning of this podcast. Like well, basically, another another quick hot take thing is I think like while Ful- Fulci may have not reached the highs that Argento did, at least in terms of career stuff, I mm-hmm. feel like Fulci was consistently a better filmmaker. Like Argento is sort of a George Lucas sort of guy where high he had highs, like, low lows. Like he had a couple really good early highs, mm-hmm. and even then, that's debatable. Like I think again, like I don't think Deep Red's that great of a movie. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and then like. I would argue he kind of fell off the wagon. Like Inferno, it's pretty good. Inferno, it's not as good as Suspiria, but it's still a good time. Um, and uh, to be fair, I haven't seen Tenebrae, so I can't say if that's so good or not. But like Demon, Demon's trash, trashy. It, like it's trashy fun, but it's no, nah, it's pretty trash. Like, just, like it's not like 
like I feel like the Beyond has some level level of artistry to it, mm-hmm. or like Suspiria has a like a huge level of artistry to it. Um, and um, so I feel like Fulci, Fulci kind of got the shaft. I mean, as a person, he's not great. No, is no. he like Kubrick and that he's an ass? He's like I very sexist. Up the microphone. Yeah, yeah I'll need to. I, I, I do need to read. Who um who, who told you about that? Because I've never. What? I, I haven't read much about Fulci. I was watching the uh like the the special features for Zombie. Like it's very open on them that like yeah he was a dick to all the women and he treated them like bimbos even though the roles like he wrote for them in Zombie were like as bimbos like there was nothing for them to do and he's like just treated them like sluts even though they were actresses mm. and that was not great. I don't know. I wonder if that What's was like, the difference? I don't know. Like at a least time at too. least to the the blonde woman who was in the shower and had her eyeball jabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a real dick to her, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. That's a shame. I wonder if that was, like, a consistent thing or if that was, like, a... Because that was at a point when his career was kind of stalling as well. Like, because that was after (laughs) Psychic had come out and it was kind of a flop. He'd made some decent westerns. But, like, Zombie 2 was a big sort of a comeback for him that he would ride until he finished up the Gates of Hell. We've been recording for an hour and a half, haven't we? Yeah. No, an hour and, like, 12, 13 minutes. Yeah. Also, Shorter than another cool thing about Fulci, he made his trilogy in three years, and all of them are pretty good at the very least, as opposed to Argento, who his trilogy took him a million years, and exactly two of them, one of them is really good, one of them's pretty good, one of them's very bad. And that one's Suspiria. Yes. Shut up, Tanner. There we go. Ladies Remember and gentlemen. I thought your Instagram handle was a racial slur? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I said recording. it was sundown. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can go to Jersh Kermber. I'm um, at Craft Tanner. It's actually pretty easy to remember. And uh, I'm at Sundown McLoon. And, See, I uh, thought the moon started with a C and not an M. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this has been another episode of the uh, Adjacent, Adjacent Cast. Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be doing Spider Verse next. With-